the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dave Ramsey, the Dave Ramsey Show, heard weekdays at 5 on Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says the threat of nuclear missile attacks by North Korea is a very real and growing concern. North Korea has accelerated the threat that it poses to its neighbors in the world. through. In remarks in Seoul with his South Korean counterpart, Mattis vowed a decisive U.S. victory over any North Korean attack that would come. The chief of staff of the U.S. Air Force says nuclear-armed bombers could again be placed on 24-hour alert if tensions escalate much more with North Korea. Uh, with an interview with SRN News, Army Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis says although the B-52s are older aircraft, they are very capable. We have the resources, uh, though some of them are, are pretty old, 50-plus-year-old uh, B-52s and B-1s and B-2s and uh, F-22s and the like, a lot of very capable uh, hardware. That's retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Bob McGinnis, and this is SRN News. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with Business 1440, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school with our half-off tuition program. This is a program we have had for five years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. For more information about the program, or if you would like to see a full list of partnering schools, visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. TwinCitiesTuitions.com is here to help you in your search for a new school with a great interactive map that will show you all of our partnering schools closest to you. And it even has frequently asked questions about the program, like why you should choose Christian education. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Guys, to the man cave. There's a show in the Twin Cities that's about good cigars, good friends, and good times. It's Smokin' with Gino and the Count. We may not have a million bucks, but we sure the heck know how to live like we do. So each week, join us, the men who love cigars and the women who love us. Listen to Smokin' with Gino and the Count Saturdays at 5 on Business 1440. Hey, good day. Hey, good day, Ozer. It's back to school, and then winter will be upon us. Hey, get ready for all that cold with an Arctic hot tub or all-weather pool at Premier Pool and Spa. Yep, hot tub season is just gearing up. Check out the saltwater hot tubs and swim spas today. Is that like saltwater taffy? Oh, it's a little easier to swim in, though. Nothing better than swimming in the snow. Visit Premier Pool and Janassen today at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. Up next on the King Banyan Show, Dr. Banyan drinks coffee and describes the scene outside his office window. I'll use small words that you'll be sure to understand. I put a spell on you. Because of my So, I'm trying to figure out what to do. I confessed a deep um, animosity toward the idea that people, just because they put on a costume, can knock on my door and demand candy. I, I just, I don't get it. Right? My problem with this is, what? 
You John, don't abide, huh? <laughs> the dude does not abide Halloween. I'm just going to say. The dude does not abide Halloween. However, I do have a three-year-old grandchild. And my guess is the grandchild will descend upon our home because they live in the area. And to me, it's like I would give that kid candy regardless of what he wore. Right? You don't have to put a suit on to get to get candy. Just I'm your grandfather. Come get candy. I mean, that's what grandfathers are for, right? We give them candy, wind them up, and then send them back to their to, to their parents, just like our parents did to us. You know, thirty something years ago. Um, and anyway, I just I'm just not I'm just not good with this. Um, we have. Uh, we have historically, uh, since um, the baby of the house went to college, we we do not turn the lights on for Halloween. I admit. If you are a St. Cloud resident in who's listening to this, don't come to my house. There is no candy, and I will tell you exactly why. My wife is powerless before the candy. She will eat it all. She will then engage in three days of self-loathing. For her, for her, am I allowed to say that's gluttony? I think, I think I can. And so we just simply won't put the candy in the house. You can't give fruit because everyone thinks the fruit is laced with something terrible. It has to be wrapped up. Okay, and so we've decided, mm-mm, we're just not going to do that. The lights are off. Um... I usually just take refuge in uh, some corner of the university where I know there are, there are locked doors between me and any marauding children uh, in outfits. I admit, okay, I am the Scrooge of Halloween. I have no, I have no, I have no desire to be part of this at all. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. There's there must be some economic theory for this, but I. There is no reason for it. It's just, I'm just not a fan. Just not a fan. So, if you've been paying attention to the Twitters or to the blogs in economics over the last couple weeks, you might know there has been this tremendous brouhaha among the, among the economists, largely along the lines, and I've used this phrase before, between the salt wars and the fresh and the first. Salt economists are economists from universities that typically are, or that, that are both interventions of economic policy. They they think it's okay to um, to raise taxes. Uh, uh, they they tend to believe in, in expanding the size and scope of government. They tend to. They don't always. And there are places. There, as I often point out, there are lots of places where economists agree. The freshwater economists are those that are from the center of the country and are typically characterized by folks that you and I would consider to be more conservative. Doesn't mean they all are. You can find liberal economists at at freshwater campuses and you can find conservative economists at saltwater campuses. You can find whole campuses on the coast that espouse more, more conservative views and whole campuses in the hinterlands that espouse more liberal views. Stanford would be kind of a freshwater place in that's very close to the Pacific Ocean. Michigan is more University of Michigan is more of a saltwater place that's that the only body of water near it is the Great Lakes. So it's not a perfect it's not a perfect definition, but it's a pretty decent one. And the and it's in, been interesting because because the, 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 the arguments between them had died down until until there had been a post by the post went, a, a set of blog posts went back and forth between Paul Krugman, who I don't think needs any introduction, and Greg Mankiw, and 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 Professor Mankiw teaches at Harvard, a saltwater place, but he had been chair of the Council of Economic Advisors for George W. Bush. And while I do not think of him as being a conservative economist in the 
in 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 the sense that you might think of well folks like me um he certainly i use his textbooks his textbooks are are perfectly fine textbooks to teach economics with um he's probably he's he says a few things in them that i would quibble with but on the main they're tremendously good books i and i think they're perfectly fine books to teach economics from if you want to teach it in the traditional way that most economists teach it okay so with that there is a debate going on right now over the corporate tax cut and tax policy more generally now i'm not i am not going to engage i'm not going to engage in you know talking about talking about the chances of the tax bill getting through congress this or that that's not what i'm interested in what i am interested in um is making sure that you have the best knowledge that economists can give you about the benefits and costs of what's being proposed and again there's this danger we're talking about a bill that we haven't even seen but we are told that corporate tax the corporate tax rate is going to be um is going to be cut and as you might guess uh professor mankew thinks that's probably a good idea professor krugman thinks this is a bad idea and unfortunately both i I don't think mankew has done this but i think there are people who have exaggerated the impact of the corporate tax cut and there are people who have you know, on on both sides, to either say it's going to be wonderful, and people who say it's just a giveaway, it's just a giveaway. So let's begin, and this is from a piece that unfortunately is behind a paywall um, at Bloomberg View that was written by uh, Michael Strain, who I think has done a really fine job. Strain is the director of economic policy studies at uh, American Enterprise Institute. Pretty mainstream, but certainly center-right um, uh, economists working in a think tank that, that has center-right views. Here's the thing he says that I just think it's, I think, that I think is true. And it, it just, it's just one of these points that I make over and over again here on the King Banyan Show. When you tax something, the person who has the legal burden of the tax will take actions to shift some of that burden onto other people. We did the same thing when we talked about the minimum wage. When you, ta- when you require someone to pay 15 bucks an hour to a worker, they don't just say, oh, okay, here's an extra 5 bucks an hour, you're good to go. No, they will take actions to try to shift that burden onto other people. If you can, if you lower corporate income taxes, you have lowered the cost of hiring a worker. You go, really? How is that? Because the product of that worker is now worth more in after-tax dollars than it was before. Competition between employers for workers will bid up their wages, and therefore some of the corporate income tax cut gets shifted from the employers to the employees. Now, this isn't some conservative talking point that is only heard on an, on an episode of Free to Choose. That's actually a consensus view. It is one that it's one, you know, disappointingly, that somebody like Larry Summers used to argue to be true until he had spent enough time in Washington with as as a Treasury Secretary for the Clinton administration, for the Bill Clinton administration, 
and now chooses to forget what he used to teach, what he used to write, and say, no, this isn't going to have that effect at all. The real problem is, if you say, well, how much of it? How much of that tax cut will pass over to the workers? And my answer to you is, we're not sure. There are a range of estimates. Some of those estimates are significantly large. And what Mankiw was saying was that it is, it is plausible under some estimates, under some estimates, it is plausible that the size of the tax cut and the size of the increase in worker wages will more than offset the size of the tax, uh, the tax cut. And you might say, well, that just sounds like supply-side stuff. And, and you know, King, I, I might listen to you on the King Banyan show, but gosh darn it, I don't believe that supply-side nonsense. Okay. But remember, a corporate income tax is a tax on capital. And if you tax capital less and you get more investment, the benefits of the additional capital accrue to additional wages, not just for a year or two, but for many, many years to come. Let me explain that to you after, this, after these messages. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Ever wonder why you're still sick? Why you get up in the morning and you go to your medicine cabinet? You wonder how long you're going to have to take this medicine. I got news. It's going to be forever. Unless you learn the Maximize Living Five Essentials to Health. Tune in. Maximize Living Radio Show. There we're going to teach you the five essentials for maximizing your health. That's what you need. We've helped thousands of people. We can help you as well. Get off of the medications. Get your life back. Live vibrantly. Tune in Saturdays at 2 p.m. on Business 1440. Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss, but wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95, plus you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend, and at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom and attend our live two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Excitement, knowledge, income, and protection. 
We hear these words every day at the Online Trading Academy. Now is the perfect time to call. Yes, life is busy, but it's time to learn new skills to protect and grow your money on your own and create a second income you will use forever. Register for a free $500 investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Yes, yes. Very good, very good. This is the week, this might be the week for, uh, could we have a full Zappa week, by the way? I thought you would never ask, King. <laughs> oh, bless your heart, bless your heart. We'll do it. So here's, I, I, I love this. So, I just posted for you. I've saved this this tweet until now because I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin it and put it in the flow from a two three days ago. But this is to explain what I mean by by how this works. And this is simply plain old. This is just plain old economic theory. This isn't right wing. This isn't left wing. It's just plain old economic theory. A few days ago. Um. Uh, John Cochran, who is uh, who is an economist, uh, I think now at I th- think he's still I you know no he's still at the University of Chicago. Um, Bob Hall, who's Stanford, who's from Stanford. Uh, Robert Hall, who's a who's a very well known economist, um, is the head of the Business Cycle Dating Committee uh, for the National Bureau for Economic Research. So, dating the beginning and end of recessions, he's He's the chair of the committee that does that, you know, quasi-official fashion for the U.S. Put up a set of graphs, and I've just tweeted the graphs for you. Um, they're on they're on Cochran's blog, but the graphs belong to um, Bob Hall. And Bob Hall, I've always described Bob Hall as one of those guys we would call an economist. Economist. Bob just thinks through macro issues and draws very simple graphs to explain them. So I'm going to walk you through. If you're, li- if I'm going to, I'm going to ask you if you're, if you are in front of your computer, look at the last link I've put up, and you can follow along. If you haven't, I'm going to try to use my voice to um, to talk through and have you think about some pictures. This is always dangerous, and I'm sure, I'm sure Lee Michaels will now do a promo based on this, on what he'll find to be a, a stupid way to use radio. That's okay. I still love you, Lee. If you take a look at, 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 first think about what happened to earnings per hour in real terms, adjusted for inflation. Between 2001 and 2006, they grew about 15%. Okay? Between 2010 and 2016, so that's the same, about the same length of time, they grew by less than 5%. All right. They grew, so wages, real wages grew much faster. Not fast enough in, in many people's mind. They only grew about 2 to 2.5% a year. But they grew about 2 2.5% a year during most of the Bush years. Okay, you have to sort of decide. Okay, then there's a recession, so they made a little, little bit. They start to try to catch up to where to the growth path they were on before, but from 2010 onward, they grow at a much slower rate. I know there will be listeners who jump right from that to Obamacare. Okay, I don't know that that's true. It could be true, but there are lots of other possible explanations, and it's not the point of my conversation. So I'm going to just move on. One of the things to point out. 
is that if you look at the, the set, the, think about what happened in the amount of capital each worker has. So we know that, right, to make, to make workers earn more money, there are two things, that, two ways you can do that. Either you have to make, give each worker more capital, or you have to have some technological change that just magically snaps them to being, to being more productive than they were before. So if you did happen to open up the link and look at it, all right, capital per worker grew by almost that same 15% between 2000 and 2006. Capital per worker has actually shrunk between 2010 and 2016. All of the investment that's happened since 2010 has just been adding to the amount of adding enough capital to give each additional worker the same amount of capital that the previous ones have. You've not invested in giving workers more capital so that they can become more productive. And if you think about why that's happened, you can look, okay, you would have to argue that, you, you would argue in, in, that, that the cost of capital has in fact risen. So the cost of capital, okay, in other words, what would it cost you to rent $100 worth of capital for a year? At the beginning of the Bush administration was about $8.00. Rose to about fourteen, fell during the recession, but has been stuck at about fourteen at that same fourteen dollars throughout most of the twenty tens. So, if you could bring that rate of that cost of renting a hundred dollars of capital down by lowering the tax on capital earnings, so that you could go from from a cost of $14 per hundred to $8 per hundred, right? And that's not, just the, that's not just taxes. That's also regulation. That's also risk. All of those things put together. If you could do that, the estimated impact on wages would be, would be to raise them by 18%. Right over over, it would accelerate to that to that level. Over the next five years, that that from the current path, what would you do with an eighteen percent raise? And all this is arguing for is reducing the level of regulation and taxes to the level that existed at the end of the second Bill Clinton administration. Were these such terrible times? No. If you lower the cost of capital, each worker becomes more productive because each of them will be given more capital to work with. The output that they produce will allow them to be paid higher wages. And you say, no, businesses will just capture all that. I always tell the story in baseball terms. Not by thinking about Jackie Robinson and, the, and breaking of the color line in baseball in the 40s, but thinking about the team that, that chose to integrate last. Who was the last team to hire, to, to play its first black baseball player? The answer is the Boston Red Sox, which happens to be the team I root for. Thirteen years between the time between Jackie Robinson's appearance in the at second base for the Brooklyn Dodgers and Pumpsy Green's appearance at second base for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Look up Pumpsy Green sometime. He was actually an interesting he was actually an interesting character. Yes, Red Sox. I'm from New England. What did you expect? Um and and I could get into a, to a rant about Boston, generally speaking. I don't. That's not the point. The point is, what got Boston to finally decide to integrate, owned by someone who, who didn't really want to, was they had given up on hiring talented ball players. They by ignoring 
an entire segment of the American population. They integrated because of competition. Right? No $20 bills on the sidewalk. If there are workers out there that can, that can allow you to make more money, but you have to pay more to get them, you will do that. Somebody will do that because that's what competition does. And that is the part that, frankly, I think is lost for the most part in the hue and cry. What I've just described for you is exactly what we would teach in an economics class at any university, including mine. It is what, it is, what is standard economic theory. What you could speculate on is whether that 18% number that Bob Hall gives you is right. I don't know. I don't want to assert it as being fact. It's not fact. It's an estimate. Estimates are subject to error. Error in model building, error in data collection, error in estimation, random noise. There are all kinds of reasons why these things have error. And it's the good statistician, the good econometrician that can tease those out for you and say, and say, well, that's as good as we can do. It's not, it's not 100% accurate. They never are. But it's as good as we can do in estimating that effect. But in 18, if it's true, if it's even in the neighborhood of an 18% increase in real wages from going back to the level, to the cost of capital we had by lowering taxes and lowering regulation and reducing risk, you would think that we would do that regardless of whether it makes a person in the top 1% wealthier or less wealthy. We're back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. data rates may apply. Oh my gosh, that's Frank Thomas. No. Yes, that's him. Go ahead. Excuse me, are you Frank Thomas? Yes, I am. I bet you get recognized a lot. I was a pretty good ball player. You were? Some people thought so. Sorry, we recognize you from those Nugenics commercials. Oh yeah? That's great. So does Nugenics really work? Oh yeah, I really can feel the difference. My workouts are better and I feel a lot more energetic. I wish my husband would use Nugenics. It's so easy to get started. All you have to do is send one simple text. Text the word PRIME22 to 321-321 for a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. It's unique man boosting formula is powered by testophen a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger leaner more energetic and more passionate and you're gonna like the difference too text prime 22 to 321321 for a complimentary bottle of nugenics samples are not available in stores text prime 22 to 321321 i was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do i felt helpless and i didn't want to leave it up to her but i didn't know what to do or say I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marian Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check Check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the people. Back to doing what I love and more. 
When you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338. For your no-obligation fitting, you can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. Welcome back, King Bing Show. And this is 1440. I will add this point about the corporate tax, but I do want to I do want to spend a little time thinking about the Fed um, and what's likely to happen here this coming week. Um, I do love that song, by the way. I'll be looking forward to listening to that on Spotify later in the yeah. Bring it back up. I'll, I'll, let me get, let me do the Spotify plug. In the Spotify, go to Spotify.com, and in the upper left-hand corner, you'll see a search box. Into that box, type Spotify colon, user colon, KYCR underscore studio. KYCR underscore studio, and you will find the playlist for today's show and for all the shows going back, well... Longer than you probably have time to listen to. Um, but if you did hang around long enough, you probably could get to the end. That'd be okay. It's wonderful. Anyway, thank you, John, as always, for the for the wonderful playlist, the combination Fats Domino Halloween playlist, the Halloween Don't Come to My House playlist. That should have been the theme. I should have warned you in advance about that. <laughs> no problem, King. <laughs> so... I mean, I, let me let me just say this one last point about the corporate tax, right? And and it goes back to something I said during the first segment. And I'm just gonna, I, I can't do better than this, so I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs from John Cochran's post from a, from a I think this is from yesterday. Um, I think every economist in this debate admits, if some reluctantly, that corporations in quotes, pay no taxes. As an accounting matter, every cent corporations pay come from higher prices, lower wages, or lower payments to shareholders. The only question is which one. And indirect general equilibrium effects are central. The question is not just how do corporations respond immediately, but how do wages, prices, and capital in the whole economy adjust? So the thought, make corporations pay their fair share, is just nonsense. Okay? And then I'm going to add this because it may help those, those who are listening who say, who think this is not, think that I'm the one saying nonsense or Cochran saying nonsense. The sales tax is a good place to start thinking about this question. Corporations pay sales taxes but it's a natural first guess that if the sales tax were abolished, prices would stay about the same and we'd pay less overall. Customers bear the burden of sales taxes. That's the same thing as saying the sales tax comes out of the wage as wages only matter relative to prices. Right? So we tax corporations, we tell corporations, mail in the sales tax, but nobody thinks corporations pay the sales tax. They just think it's they they people recognize that customers bear the bear the real economic burden. And in the main that's true. 
But the same is true of the corporate income tax. It gets shifted onto capital, it gets shifted onto labor, or it gets shifted onto customers at higher prices. It's only an argument about the percentages. So that if you understand that and you then when you are arguing with someone who says, Well, I don't think we should be cutting corporate taxes, that's that's rubbish. just ask them, well, who pays for the sales tax? Do you think corporations pay that? Oh no, I pay this extra extra seven cents when every time I buy something at the store. Like, yep, that's right. So you pay the sales tax. That's right, I do. I said, so if they were to cut the sales tax, do you think the price of your goods would go up? Would you get the, or do you think the corporations would raise prices to absorb the tax cut and that they would collect it? There's the question you ask. That'll be fun at your dinner table or around coffee with your 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 Keynesian friends. Go ahead. Try it out. So at some point this week, we are told by the White House, uh, it was said at uh, uh, it was said at the press conference, I believe yesterday, that we're about to get a, a new Fed chair announcement here in somewhere in the next week. And if you go to the uh, prediction markets right now, Jerome Powell is the current leader in, leader by a ton. 78 cents, you, 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 so if you were to buy in the prediction market, 70, you'd have to pay 78 cents to buy, um, to buy a, an option that pays you a dollar if Jerome Powell were to be, were to be nominated for, to be or nominated and confirmed as chair of the Fed. Okay, you might ask me who Jerome Powell is. Jerome Powell is a current governor. In second place, and and admittedly my my favorite of the list is John Taylor. Apparently, Taylor went to talk with. And I think the first four on this list uh, have spoken to President Trump. Um, basically, had an interview. And Taylor uh, is at 18 cents. So if you think about this, um, right now Powell is, you have to bet, you have to bet about four cents to get one, to win one. Taylor, you can get it about, at about four to one odds. And Janet Yellen's at seven cents, so she's about 12 or 13 to one to be renominated. Uh, the fourth one on the list is Kevin Warsh, who, by the way, would make a pretty darn good Fed governor in my mind. Here is here is the thought process that I imagine President Trump has to go through here to think about who it is that uh, might be might be dominated. By the way, you'll recall that six, three or three months ago. Everyone was suggesting Gary Cohn, who currently heads the National Economic Council for President Trump, would be his pick to succeed Janet Yellen. Cohn is just about is just not there. Nobody is nobody is uh, betting on Gary Cohn anymore. Perhaps because he was critical of uh, the Charlottesville comments that uh, President Trump had made, and so he's fallen out of favor. Uh, Glenn Hubbard, who I think would be a very fine Fed chair. Uh, is not on the list. Interestingly, uh, at forty, at about fifty to one, Neil Kashkari, the president of the Minneapolis Fed, who's a super dove um, among the people on this list, he would he would be the most dovish of this group. Let me explain to you why. If I and I, and I don't bet on these things because I just find I find these markets a little too too yucky. 
Um, Powell is a very fine choice, probably a known quantity to President Trump, probably deserves to be thought of as the favorite. He'd be pretty bland. You don't know very much about him. His his specialty is much more in terms of uh, in terms of supervision. He's not a policy theorist kind of folk person like John Taylor is. My, if if you if I was the one choosing, I'd ask Taylor to be the chair, and I would ask Powell to be the vice chair, and we'd be on our way. I'd be pretty happy with that. However, I would need to think about, and I'd be concerned about, bringing new people in to head the Fed as we head into this quantitative tightening cycle. The cycle of quantitative tightening. You'll note earlier this week, in fact, no, I take that back, it was just yesterday, on Friday, the European Central Bank announced that it was going to continue quantitative easing, though at a slower rate than it had before. And that quantitative, that a continuing quantitative easing, while the Fed is engaged in quantitative tightening, is likely to significantly increase the value of the dollar. Okay. The dollar will appreciate, the euro will depreciate because there will be interest rates will be pushed down and people will want to invest more into the U.S. market and they'll demand dollars to do that. I think it is worth noting, and I noted it uh, in, an, in a column written by, uh, by Larry Kudlow uh, that was posted this morning before his radio program came on, asking for a stable dollar. I think it's worth thinking about right now whether or not we should be engaged in quantitative tightening when we are the ones doing it and the Europeans and the Japanese, in fact, appear not to be. The Chinese appear not to be. Are we going to be so far out of step that we're going to see uh, differences in, in, in this behavior? Let me let me take a break here because I want I, I need to get one more in before we go to before we leave you for the day. But when I come back, is Cudlow ends up supporting Taylor because he thinks he'll support a stable dollar. I actually don't know that that's true. I'll tell you why after this. King Banyan Show Business fourteen forty. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Communications. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax helpline at 800-642-9531. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-642-9531 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-642-9531 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800 800- Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice for you. Forget it. 
Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 543-543 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. You can get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. Even better, right now you can get your first filter free plus free shipping. Text WATER11 to 543-543. With a huge range of brand and non-brand filters available, Filters Fast is the nation's largest filter home delivery company. You can get a Filters Fast filter for a fraction of the price delivered to your door every time you need No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? And why not get your first filter free? Find out how by texting WATER11 to 543-543. That's W-A-T-E-R-11 to 543-543. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976 If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on that bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Well, thankfully, it's the 21st century and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Nice. That is not a song I expect you to play, John. Nice choice. <laughs> that is not in, that's not in your wheelhouse. Uh, his German albums, they're not really, but actually I do like Scary Monsters and I like Low. We're talking about uh, David Bowie, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I had a roommate when I was in grad school, um, and he played the living daylights out of these two albums. <laughs> They I are, mean, they're good. They're very unique, very odd sound to them. Yeah, very cool. You're right. They well, aren't in my I, soulful, bluesy sort of style, but uh, yeah, yeah. But they, they are, they're they're tremendously creative. Um, God, I miss David Bowie. Um, Amen. And I I own you know my i my uh, iPhone probably has a gigabyte worth of his music on it. So. <laughs> uh, I, I'm serious. I I absolutely love it. I ever since grad school. Anyway. Um, let me let me get back to talking about the Fed and why. Even though I like I like Taylor a lot, I am curious. I've been curious about what's going to happen here. As I talked about last week, quantitative tightening means undoing the balance sheet. And what it implies, and Taylor himself has written about this in a paper uh, discussing the Swiss National Bank. Last year, it's at the top of his uh, blog, which you can find at economics1.com if you're interested in reading. It's a little technical, um, so you may not you may not want to. But um, what we've discovered over over time has been quantitative easing has in essence been um, the feedback loops between quantitative easing between us and the euros and the Japanese and the British has been basically an attempt to control the value of the dollar, which is why I thought it was very interesting that that Kudlow comes out in this piece to uh, that I think actually was posted last night, but I only saw it this morning before his radio program came on. Um, the piece basically argues for a strong dollar policy, which is a Kudlow uh, hobby horse that he has ridden you know, for 40 years. And and he says, Janet Yellen hardly ever mentions the dollar, nor does Jay Powell. And while Trump probably favors a, a steady dollar, he sometimes warns that he doesn't want a particularly strong greenback. 
And this is why I think Powell and Yellen are the two more likely people because he wants the competitive devaluation that's going on. If the Europeans and the and the Japanese continue to to engage in QE and continue which will push down the value of the yen and the euro relative to the dollar, I I don't think it's long before we have exchange rate tweeting from the White House. And so Cudlow coming out and saying Taylor Taylor's the guy. Taylor's going to be the one that gives us this. Gives us this. And in fact, it might be the reason that it's not going to happen. I have been concerned about about quantitative tightening only because I think it moves the exchange rate to a level such that it makes it more likely that we would have a recession. I think it would it would uh, hold down growth. Um, it will make imports to the U.S. much cheaper, and it will cause will cause issues within domestic economic policy. And so I come to my last thought, which I think I expressed on the show last week, but this has been my, I've expressed it on Twitter. If you think the choices between Powell and Yellen make me the compelling case for the change. Powell and Yellen are two peas in a pod. Doesn't really doesn't really matter if you have one or the other. If he wants to make a change for the sake of making a change, he might go ahead and pick Jay Powell. And that seems to be what the prediction markets say. But I say, if he wants to keep the keep things moving at a normal rate and maybe get somebody to change their mind about quantitative tightening down the road, he'd be be better off staying with staying with the one that brought him to this point. I wouldn't be shocked if it turns out he stays with Janet Yellen. If that does turn out to be the case, there's a market. You can go put a few dollars on that and maybe uh, have enough to buy yourself a bowl of soup, but not enough to buy a slurp silencing fork. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back next week for a job Saturday next week here on the King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Minneapolis Marriott West, December 1st and 2nd, only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. This is Michael Nedved for townhall.com. A group of students at University of Wisconsin used the recent Indigenous Peoples Day to try to discredit Abraham Lincoln. They covered a monumental statue of the 16th president with derisive signs and staged a die-in in front of it. Let's be real, said a protest leader. He owned slaves and ordered the execution of Native men. 
Well, actually, he stopped the execution of Native men. In December 1862, after military tribunals convicted 303 Sioux warriors of rape and murder for slaughtering more than 800 Minnesota civilians, Lincoln commuted sentences of 264 of them. He allowed punishment only for those who had brutalized noncombatants, not the fighters who killed 77 U.S. soldiers in the midst of the Civil War. And as to the charge that Lincoln owned slaves, he never did. And from boyhood, always hated the evil institution. It's also evil, by the way, for America-hating activists to deploy false, ignorant charges to tarnish the legacy of our greatest president. I'm Michael Medley. Business 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 mobile app. With SR- Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.